Open the door and step inside to a world of practical magic, where we blend the mystical and mundane worlds of the everyday witch. Presented by Wise Woman Witchery and hosted by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade-Lewis. Welcome to The Witch Next Door. I'm Emily. I'm Veronica. Veronica. Hi, Emily. (laughs) Here we are back at it again. Yeah. (laughs) I know. We're continuing on this journey of origins, the origin stories. Where did all, where did all this witchery begin anyway? (laughs) (laughs) Where did we come from? (laughs) Whoa. Oh, wow. I just took a different journey. Sorry. I know. I'm like stardust, the ocean, (laughs) apes. I don't know. It just really depends on who you ask. (laughs) Or we could just talk about the origins of tools. Right. Which is something like that. That's that's what we're doing. The the origins of witchcraft tools. There we go. And today we're, we're following the divination story that we started on last time with scrying. And this week we're going to be talking about pendulums so if you have ever if you're listening in and you've ever worked with me on in any way or shown up for any of my uh, rituals or classes or workshops (laughs) then you probably know I love a good pendulum you really do I do I have so many pendulums it's like kind of stupid actually I was like um, Emily's the pendulum lady that's why I was like you could do this you could you could do this one Emily because you're the pendulum lady I know <laughs> I know I think pendulums are kind of the coolest and um they have been used throughout time for a variety of reasons but divination is one of those reasons and uh what I love pendulums for is because I believe that they speak to our inner self and, and I'll talk a little bit more about this in a little bit, but I, I think they can give us access to information our brain gets in the way of. Hmm. And I love that because my brain's real freaking loud and um, <laughs> constantly getting in my way. It's like, and then what about this and this and this and this? And I'm like, I don't even know anymore. I can't make a decision. So yeah, um, I can, and I, I can relate. <laughs> right. Uh, do you, and we've, we've used pendulums. You and I have used pendulums, Veronica, for a variety of things. We've used them for divination. We use them that time that we went ghost hunting at the cemetery. Oh my gosh. That's right. <laughs> With the spirit cloth. Um, and, and then do you remember that time we went to the corn maze, uh, at, at Halloween? Yes. Sure One of our friends brought a pendulum and we like tried to find our way at every intersection with the pendulum. Exactly. I think, Should we, we go right? Yeah. Yes or no? Yes or no. Should we go left? Less or no? Yes or no? Less or no? <laughs> the lesser no. Yeah, it was a wild journey. And I don't even know if it was, I mean, we got out we eventually. Did. So eventually, because we're here today. So, right. We're not still in the corn maze that they've now mowed down. This was many years ago, by the way. Um, <laughs> But pendulums have also been used throughout history for dousing, so finding things like water or metals. And and it's interesting because when you're looking up pendulums and learning about them, they are often thrown into the same category as things like divining rods, which you might be familiar with from cartoons, um, Mm -hmm. where the little cartoon guy has like the Y-shaped stick and is finding water with that. So the idea is that 
yes, you can use something like a divining rod. You could, you might have also seen divining rods, um, not as a Y-shaped stick, but as I, I, like, you can see my hands right now, but I, I put my hands up in front of me in fists, um, as these tubes with usually copper or metal, um, uh, L-shaped wires in them. So part of the wire goes down into the tube. The other part of the wire sticks out at an angle. And as you hold these tubes, the wires will start moving back and forth when you come across something. So like the wires, like the vibrating stick, the pendulum is supposed to be a thing that picks up on the energy of say water or metal that is in the environment, ley lines, which are energy centers in the earth, um, picks up on those things. And then it will start to move accordingly. And there are professional dousers out there to this day who use pendulums to find water for people. Like you can hire a dowser in some areas to come out and find water on your property. Real job. Wow. Do they actually True. walk around with a pendulum? Um, I don't know if they use pendulums as much as maybe um, divining rods, but but yeah. I was reading that there are people who use pendulums. I just personally, I've seen a couple of documentaries about this and I wish I could tell you what they were. That wasn't what the documentary was about. It just was like a thing in the documentary that was happening <laughs> and they were not, they were using pendulums. So. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. yeah it's trippy. It's totally trippy. Um, so the history of pendulums, it looks like goes all the way back uh, as a divination tool, goes all the way back to 400 BC to the, let's see, the Pythian Oracle of Delphi, 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 anyway, yeah, Delphi, the Oracle <laughs> of Delphi, but it says the Pythian. So I'm guessing there were different oracles. I did not research that further. That is what my historical brain says and where I picked that information up. Couldn't tell you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it looks like the, the, I found two different articles, which turned out to be the exact same article on two different websites. And I actually don't know who to credit for that because it did not have an author written. Oh. Um, so one website was, now I've got to try and read my handwriting, which is a whole other ball game, a blazy create creative creation. And the other one was wild folk, wild being with an E at the end, wild folk. So both of these had the same article on them. And they both talked about this Pythian Oracle of Delphi, Delphi, uh, 400 BC as being uh, a time when pendulums were in fact used as divination. And they have also been used scientifically throughout history, as well as math mathematicianally. Mathematically? <laughs> Mathematically, <laughs> mathematically, I love this. <laughs> so Veronica and I were just talking before we hopped on here about how overwhelmed we have both been yes, today. Yes. And I can tell my brain is not firing on all of its cylinders. <laughs> so my apologies, uh, you know, not that I am the best speaker all the time anyway, but it's, you know, I'm in rare form today, rare form. <laughs> yeah. So mathematically, pendulums have also been used. In the 1300s, Pope John the 22nd uh, actually made, he, he outlawed, he made it illegal or wrong to use pendulums, right? Because it was considered witchcraft. Yeah, and this devil. continued on. Yeah, exactly. And this continued on till, uh, let's see, the mid 1700s. 
So that's really interesting because another article I was reading was talking about mathematicians using them in the 1600s and Italian scholars using them in the 1500s. Um, And they've been used to even do things like detect earthquakes, like little seismic shifts that are happening in the earth. So obviously if, if, well, so I should talk about what a pendulum is in case y'all don't know, but a pendulum is a, a weighted object at the end of a chain or a string um, that moves back and forth, side to side in rotation, um, but it moves around. You could imagine if you've never used a pendulum taking like um, a piece of jewelry, like a pendant that's on a chain. And if you were to take that necklace off and hold the chain and the pendants hanging at the bottom, the way the, that the pendant swings is the information the pendulum is giving you. So if you have a pendulum that is hanging you know, on something that is stationary and the earth moves, obviously the pendulum's going to move, right? <laughs> <laughs> Do you use a pendulum, Veronica, very often? Um, I wouldn't say often. I, when I use it, it's kind of a default for me. I feel kind of guilty. Um, not guilty, but I, know, I mean, you look it's like, it's like, oh, when I, it's usually when I get to a point where I'm like, oh, just tell me yes or no. Like I'll even like, you know, so I'll, I'll consult other divination tools first. Let me just put it that way. Uh-huh. And if uh-huh. it's not coming clear or I don't like the answer that I'm getting, then I will go to the pendulum to figure out the yes or no. Like, oh, no, tell me, is it really going to happen or not? I don't want to just see an image and try to figure it out. Like, I just want a yes or no clear answer. Um, so then I'll go to the pendulum you know, typically, but I don't, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I feel like it could be used in a more productive way than just kind of like the last line of defense kind of divin- divinatory. I just made up that word. There's a new one for everybody. No, I think that might be real divinatory. Oh, that feels okay, like a cool. real word. I'm going to say it is. <laughs> okay. The dictionary cool. of Emily says, yes. Okay. Says, great. Yeah. All, all, all senses <laughs> go. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it can, it can be used for those yes and no's. There's actually, I've actually taught classes on pendulums and there's a whole different way you can, there's several ways you can use them. So I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but historically they were used, you know, for divination purposes, for, for dousing purposes. Um, and in the early 1800s, there was actually a scientist who deemed the pendulum to be moved by idiomotor reflexes, which is basically your body's moving the pendulum when you're using it. <laughs> yeah, they're like, um, sorry, that's micro movements that's right. happening that is, inside that your That is body. not a spirit, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Although many people use them for to contact spirits. Um, oh, hold on. Yeah. I have a puppy here. Yep. I have a puppy who just, (laughs) who was like, let me on the couch. I need to be in your lap. That's very sweet. Um, So when you think about these idiomotor reflexes, I absolutely a hundred percent believe that is how pendulums move. Now, what is the source of that? Some scientists might say, it's just your body, like doing the, doing something to give you the answer you want. And that could be true. Um, I don't know. I'm not, you know, I don't know. I don't have all the answers, 
But <laughs> my personal belief is actually that it is your intuition. There is a deeper knowing that lives inside of your body. And this is the part that gets accessed when you utilize a pendulum. So even if you are trying to communicate with spirits and using a spirit board and a pendulum together, perhaps what you're, what's actually happening is the spirit is talking through you mm-hmm. or you are connecting on an unconscious level with that energy and getting answers in that way. That's just a theory. Another yeah. theory, again, goes back to you're making that thing tell you what you want to know. Yeah. Sometimes I like stare at it and I'm like, turn, go this way, go this way, go this way. And then I'll start <laughs> swinging really wide. And I'm like, I did that with my mind. <laughs> the force is strong in this woman. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> yeah, I know. I like to use my pendulum actually with my eyes closed. And then when I start to feel it move, then I look at it. Oh, that's so that's yeah. Yeah. Then you're not uh, living it with your eye, with your mind. Well, maybe right. you are. Maybe I am. I don't know, but I'm not <laughs> looking at it. It's, it's not the hand-eye coordination connection. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other way that you can, so as you're using a pendulum, often you ask the pendulum, show me yes, show me no. Mm-hmm. And then you determine which way it's going. So maybe if it's circling one way, that's a yes. If it's going back and forth or circling the opposite way, it's a no. Um, it totally depends on what's happening in your body. But um, you can also use a pendulum to respond to a chart. So there's all these different charts out there. And there's actually books that are full of charts, which is really interesting. Um, and many of them look like a rainbow shape. So they've got that arch going on. And then they have sections. So if you were to imagine, close your eyes and imagine a rainbow. and a rainbow that is really just a half circle. So let's just think about a half circle. That's probably a better way to talk about it. And along the bottom of that half circle, that straight edge in the midway point is your starting point where you put your pendulum. And then coming off of that, there is an array of different lines that go up toward the arch. So you can imagine like a sun ray spraying Mm -hmm. out is this making sense? Am I describing this well, yep. Veronica? I think okay, so. I, I, if I'm picturing it right in my mind. <laughs> okay, right. This is the I'm thing. I'm, I'm, you. Yeah. So anyway, you picture this array of lines and each, each section, each little, what do you, which compartment of lines has like something written in it. So let's just say, for example, you were going, okay, uh, what, what food am I allergic to? And each section had a different food in it. You would start with your pendulum sitting right above that center point of that bottom line. And then you would just sit there until it started to move and notice which category it went into. And then that would give you your answer. So people use these for a myriad of different reasons. You can find them online for free, different charts. And there's ones that talk about like, what kind of care does my body need right now? Um, I think there is one for allergies. There is one for like blocked chakras. There's there's all kinds out there and there's even blank ones. So you can make your own, which is also kind of cool. What are they called? Pen- pendulum charts or? Sure, they're that's called? a great name for them. <laughs> um, I don't I don't know offhand, but um, what I can do, and I'm going to write this down right now so I don't forget since I'm saying I'm going to do that. In the show notes, I will put a link because I actually have a link 
in my pendulum class that I teach um, to the website that has the free charts. So cool. I'll just make a little note here. Free charts cool. for that pendulums. That seems, I mean, that seems like that, that could be some helpful information, you know, if you're kind of blocked around something and just like, oh, I'm looking for something a little extra, a little more information. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And when I was first teaching this pendulum class, uh, one of my girlfriends actually loaned me some books that I believe had belonged to her grandfather. So they'd been around for a while and they had, again, like I mentioned, there's books with full on charts. That's where I saw them. There were these full on like flip charts of like a book that was a flip chart and each paid had a different chart to use with pendulums on it. Cool. It was very cool. It was very cool. Um, So the other way that uh, you can use a pendulum is on the body. And I actually learned this in a class. I actually, I learned it a couple of times through an energy healing class that I took and a shamanism class that I took where you hold the pendulum over different parts of the body to see where the block is. Uh, Mm -hmm. specifically the way I learned it was to work with the seven energy centers that move up and down the center of the body, often referred to as chakras. Uh, and then you would figure out what, like when the pendulum was moving a certain way, when that meant it was clear and when it meant that it was stuck. And then you would use, at least the way I learned it was to use sound and visualization, um, to clear that blockage and continue up the body doing that. Uh, checking each one as you went to figure out where the blocks were. So it's another way you can use a pendulum. I've done that too. It's really effective. Yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting, right? Because if we're talking about intuitive knowing, that's really coming from you mm-hmm. and um, and the relationship you're having with this other person's body that you're working yeah. with. And I've even done this remotely with a outline of a person that has the, the different centers circled and then cool. holding that the pendulum over that and doing uh, sort of a visualization with the person on the other end mm-hmm. to help them clear that space. So I don't know. You could listen to this and be like, yeah, that's a bunch of hooey and that's fine. You <laughs> can- <laughs> I'm okay with that. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. This yeah. is just some, I just am sharing with you some of the ways that pendulums are used and some of the ways that I have used them. <laughs> So I don't, I did not find any information about like the aha moment when the pendulum was first like, oh, this pendulum will give me answers. Like, so the history of it in that way, I did not find. (laughs) (laughs) And I looked, I did look. Um, I did find another website called sciencing.com and they had an article about the history of pendulums as well, which was interesting. So you know, if you, if you're curious about pendulums, you can absolutely do, do your own research and, and find out what's out there. Um, if you just want to play with pendulums, you can click the link I'm going to put over in the show notes of, you know, the the charts, or you can just play with it on your own asking yes and no questions. What about materials? Like, um, like how, what kind of material you would use for a pendulum? I have a stone Mm -hmm. pendulum. Um, I'm just wondering, yeah, I'm interested in like different materials and how that might affect the result that you get. You know, I did not find information on that. I wasn't specifically looking for that. So it may be out there. Personally, I have uh, different types of crystal pendulums. 
I also have an amber pendulum that has a metal point on it. Oh, so it's like a, it's like a amber bead in the middle with a metal point on the bottom. And that's the part that points to things. So you've got two, like you've got the tree energy of the amber and then the, um, the metal as well. Uh, somebody was telling me about a wood pendulum they had, which I thought was really cool. Uh, I have told people to use a nut, like to use a metal nut on the end of a piece of string that totally works in the same way. And I know people yeah. who have used metal pendants. I, yeah, I, I, because you were talking about dowsing and I was just thinking mm -hmm. about the magnetic, you know, yeah. the magnetic poles of our earth, you know, totally. And in our bodies, the metals that are in our bodies and just how that might uh, play a role in, you know, the answer you might get or yeah. like the material that you have in your pendulum might pick up on something different. Cause I've never had a metal one, but I'm now I'm thinking, Hmm, I wonder if that like having a metal one would be, I don't know, more like you would get a bigger response, mm -hmm. you know, maybe. Or, yeah. I took a pendulum class and I feel terrible because right now I can't remember the name of the woman who taught it. Um, but she was amazing. She was really great. And I learned a lot from her. But one of the things that she talked about using and that I have since passed on is to use a dry tea bag. So if you just, it has to be one with a string on it, you know, you're not going <laughs> to use like PG, PJ chips or, um, any of those <laughs> other ones that are just the bag or, um, you know, or loose tea. But if you have a tea bag with the string and the little tag at the top, you can hold the tag and it has to be dry. You don't want it to be wet and it will serve as a pendulum. It's like just the right weight to be a pendulum. Oh, that's interesting. Cause right? I think about the shape that yeah. that might be a little awkward, but it works. It works. Try it. Try it. Veronica. Oh, I want to. Okay. I will. <laughs> if you're at home and you want to play with this and you don't have a pendulum, use a tea bag, try it out. Let me know what you think. Yeah. That's, that's cool. I mean, I, I've been in healing sessions and mm -hmm. have had my, I think you know who I'm talking about. I've, I've had my therapist grab her keys. Yes. Yes. I know exactly who you're talking about. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Body worker. As a, yes. As a, as a pendulum. Yes. And, and I like, tried to, I tried to give her a pendulum one time and she was like, nope, I'm just going to lose it. I lose all my pendulums. I just use yeah. what I have on hand. Yeah. Just use whatever. Oh, this these keys. She she looked around. Oh, these keys will do. I'm like, yep. um, okay. <laughs> I have also had those keys used on me. <laughs> they work pretty dang good. She was, I mean, I resonate with yeah. Yeah. Amazing, yep. amazing work. <laughs> yep. Totally fascinating. So just remember, idiomotor. That's really what this is about. It's about your mm -hmm. body having information. Oh, I want to mention one other thing. I actually use pendulums in my work as a therapist with clients. If I have a client who's really struggling and talking themselves in circles around trying to make a decision, I will give them a pendulum to use and to ask it yes and no, and to get, get an answer. And what's so interesting is that a couple of times I've had people use it, get an answer and everything in their body said, that is not the right answer. And I said, well, that's just more information. Yep. So maybe the pendulum told you an answer that wasn't true, but maybe you needed to have that level of reaction of no, so that you could find your yes. That happens to me on 
frequent occasions. Does it? <laughs> I need to hear, I need to hear the like, oh gosh, no, no, no. If you don't know what, you know, I don't know what, which one, but when I hear all the options, I was like, all those things that you're saying right now do not sound right. Oh, okay. I don't want that. <laughs> yes. The pendulum's like, this. yes, do that. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. no, 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 I will not do that. I do not want yeah. that with every fiber of yeah. my being. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's oh, listen to that. Well, there then. you go. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. You know, all these divination things are really just tools. They're just tools to tap into what we already know or that we are, we can access information that maybe is harder to access with our thinking brains and we need to access it through our body. I mean, our bodies hold so much wisdom and are so much more connected to the world around us than we give them credit for. Part of me just wants to like be like it's a supernatural thing and it's tapping into something supernatural that I can't explain. (laughs) Well, you know what? You can have it be that. You can have it be whatever you want. And that is what faith is. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) It's it's a belief in something that's different than you, that's outside of you, right? (laughs) Yeah. So I mean, I'm not saying I'm not putting the supernatural thing aside. I do in fact think that although it's tapping into our body's wisdom, our body, oh no, there goes the dog. The <laughs> Our bodies are in fact really wise because they're tapped into energies that we aren't necessarily always aware of. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> Thanks well, for bringing this pendulum. That was fun. Yeah. Do you have any, do you have any questions that I have not yet answered? I probably no, can't I, answer. Yeah, exactly. Cause the dog wants to take over. I think my main thing was about the different, like, as you were talking, I was thinking of the different materials and like, just like how the different material materials might work in different situations. Like, especially I was thinking about the human body or on the planet, like, um, yeah. And just how different materials react and what it might be tapping into maybe not just energy, but actual like magnetic forces, you know? So super cool. Love it. <laughs> Emily's like, please keep talking. My dog is so loud right now. <laughs> that is there's, like, there's a delivery person. Oh, it's That's what's going on. All right. <laughs> there you go, everyone. There's my dog, Bella. <laughs> well i really enjoyed this talk and ready to wrap this up <laughs> so we'll say and in the pause of my dog i will say keep it magical friends be well everyone and we will talk to you again very soon hey there friends emily here from wise woman witchery If you like what you hear on The Witch Next Door, I invite you to support us. You can do that by rating, reviewing, liking, following, uh, what else? (laughs) Whatever else it is that you do on the platform you like to listen to podcasts on. By doing these things, it actually helps other people find us. And in that way, helps us spread the magic. So we appreciate you taking the time to do that. And thanks for being a listener. Thank you for joining us on The Witch Next Door. Join us next week as we explore more ways to make every day more magical. Can't wait? Visit wisewomanwitchery.com 
or follow Wise Woman Witchery on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date on all current offerings and be a part of the tribe. All episodes are created by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade Lewis. Music written and performed by Jean Cornelius.